Greatness Coaching with Heidi M. Time now for Greatness Coaching with Heidi M. And today we're talking about emotional eating. Mm, interesting. Heidi, hello. <laughs> yes, we are talking emotional eating. I, I, um, I think you'll be surprised to know how many people actually suffer from this. And I use the word suffer because it, it really, really is is a pain. Um, I've been there myself, so I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, that's the best place to speak from, eh? Indeed. Um, most of our conversations is from experience from my side. <laughs> same here. Same here. I, 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 it's wonderful. It's wonderful to, to actually have gone through some things in one's life and then to be able to use a recovery or uh, a positive turn of events to assist others. Isn't that life? what life is supposed to be about? I think it is. Exactly. I'm just wondering... Uh, when I see the words emotional eating, I kind of picture this lady on her bed eating chocolates after her boyfriend dumped her. Is that more or less it or not? <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly that and so much more. Mm. And let me just also say it's not just a lady. Yeah. It, you will be surprised how many men also suffer from this. Mm. I think we don't uh, uh, always consider that men also suffer uh, uh, when they suffer with emotional eating or other eating disorders, they suffer greatly. Um, the, the men are, are really, really problematic. I think largely because men are not as willing to speak about their emotions as women are. So you will know you are an emotional eater Um if you are using uh, your eating or using food to block out emotions or feelings, so you're eating when you are lonely, you're mm. eating when you're unhappy, or a big one, and that's the one that we don't always recognize, is that we eat when we are bored. Mm. Um, bored is a, uh, being bored is a, a huge problem. Um, and people say, but I'm not happy, I'm not sad, I'm not angry. I'm not frustrated. I'm not particularly calm. I'm, I'm nothing. Oh, yes, you're bored. And then people um, find the nearest burger or treat or cake or whatever to shove in their face. <laughs> um, do you eat in secret? If you're eating in secret, that could be a, a great indicator of emotional eating. Do you prefer to eat alone? Or do you eat differently when you are with other people? So when you're with other people, you eat, you are very uh, aware of what you're eating. You won't eat too much. But when you go home, then um, you uh, find all these uh, terrible Franken foods uh, to comfort yourself with. Um, if you find it hard to be without sugary things like chocolate or candies or cookies or cakes, um, then you you are considered an emotional eater. Do you eat especially when you are under pressure? And do you uh, crave carbohydrates a lot? That's the bread, uh, potatoes, uh, any kind of starch like rice or cereals. Um, or do you believe that, that certain foods comfort you and make you feel better? Do you believe that, that eating um, and specific foods uh, make you happy? 
So if you if you answer yes to the majority of those questions, you don't have to answer yes to all of them, um, but the majority of them or 50% of them, then you can know you're an emotional eater. Um, and it's a it's a very lonely place to be um, because you 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 know you you can share happiness or a good event or something great that happened to you with your loved ones and and they're supposed to be happy for you. Um, similarly, if there's a sad something that happens in your life, um, something that distresses you, you can maybe talk about that. With but but how do you talk about your eating, your emotional eating with people. It's so embarrassing and it's you feel so guilty that you don't even want to admit it to yourself most of the time. It's a it's a very, very lonely place to be. There are ways of combating this. I want to say first and foremost that with the um, the, the coaching and the neurolinguistic programming techniques that I do and the hypnosis, we work on the subconscious mind. Mm. You're not going to fix any eating problem or food problem that you may have by willpower. If willpower fixed this, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The diet industry wouldn't be this multi-billion dollar industry that it is. So when it comes to uh, wanting to consciously force yourself into rectifying your eating habits, you forget it. You absolutely can forget it. You need to work on the subconscious mind. Um, if I can ask you, Eon, to please now, as an example, please, whatever you do this this second, do not think of a, a pink elephant with a little pink tutu on. Do not think about that. And then what is the first thing that happened, Eon? I'm seeing it right now. Yes, immediately. (laughs) But I told you, don't. Exactly. Don't do that. You see, so if you keep telling yourself consciously, uh, Heidi, don't eat that cake. Heidi, don't, don't put the chocolate down, Heidi. All you're doing is you're making it bigger in your head. Mm. So, so this just illustrates to you how you cannot, with the best will in the world, try. And, and I've got so many more ways of illustrating to you how the subconscious mind rules the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. The subconscious mind is the emotion mind. So that's why you have to go and work on it there. It's not the logic. You have to work on the emotions and you have to become in touch with yourself and realize and understand for yourself what you are feeling. Sitting still and saying to yourself, hang on a minute, I'm feeling stuff here. And sit with the feeling for just a few seconds. Just sit there and feel it. You won't die. 
Just feel it. And this is a good thing for you to do uh, outside of emotional eating, outside of eating uh, per se. This is a good thing for you to do for your for your whole life is to feel your feelings. You're supposed to feel them. Mm. They protect you. You must feel. You can't eat the feelings all the time. That is going to lead to 110 other things that are going to pile up inside your mind and inside your body and doing you harm. Mm. So it it really again comes down to the mind doing what it thinks you want it to do. So if your mind is uh, your subconscious mind is helped through NLP techniques and through hypnosis. And when I say hypnosis, I don't mean um, I'm going to count backwards from <laughs> 10 to 1 and you will sleep and pretend to be a fire hydrant. <laughs> no, that's not at all what we are talking about here. <laughs> so that stuff that you're seeing on stage, not that hypnosis. Beautiful, good for you hypnosis. So through that, we condition the subconscious mind to think better thoughts to make better pictures because the mind can only react to the pictures or your body only reacts and your conscious mind only reacts to the pictures that you see and the words that you say to yourself so if you are then saying don't eat the chocolate you see a picture of a chocolate what happens you want the chocolate mm. if you are saying to yourself i hate gym i i hate it i i don't want to go there it's it's and i i hate sweating so then those are all the negative words you are saying to yourself that brings me to my next point you must make what is familiar to you sitting on the couch and having a burger uh, every night after work or munching away mindlessly on popcorn while you watching your sports on tv you need to make that familiar thing unfamiliar and you must make the unfamiliar familiar and how do you do that you start you just make a start the beautiful thing about habits is once you've made a start you're already one step closer to being the person that you want to be mm -hmm. um to having the habits that you want to have. If you can just put your shoes on to go for a walk, just the act of putting the shoes on once will make you say, all right, tomorrow I need to do this again. I'm going to put my shoes on. It's going to be easier. If you do that 10 days in a row, then you know you're somebody who puts your shoes on to go for a walk. Then you haven't even been for the walk yet, but that's how you do your habits. And then next uh, 10 days, you actually take a walk. Just, oh, well. 20 meters down the road and back. Please mm. keep it safe if you're in Joburg. But <laughs> that's how you slowly, literally. And then before you know it, you are saying to yourself, I am someone who walks every day. Mm. And the second you know that about yourself, in your subconscious mind, now you know you are somebody who walks every day. And that is how you help yourself to be 1% better every day. 
you know, if you if you help yourself, and this is from James Clear's work. I I love this man. He studied habits and habit forming. Um, if you make yourself one percent better every day, just one percent then you will be in a year's time, you will have a 37-fold return. Mm. That means you will be 37 times better than you are. That's more than a third. So it all starts small, but it all starts with the subconscious mind. I can give you just a few tips, practical things that people can start doing today to help this uh, emotional eating monster that might be um, scaring them in the day and in the night, mm. um, what what you can do is um, don't leave foods and sweets and treats and cakes and things where you can see it. Seriously, if somebody is trying to quit smoking, they're not going to leave a packet of cigarettes where they can see it. If somebody is an alcoholic, they're not going to buy alcohol and keep it in the fridge. Mm -hmm. So the same with your food. Don't leave the stuff where you can see it. If you have to buy um, sweets or treats or little things for your partner or your children, put Put it away. Put it in a, a cupboard high up where you're not confronted with it. Don't put it in the front in the fridge, a whole cream cake. Seriously. Mm. <laughs> Just hide the stuff from yourself a little bit. Eat good fats. Don't do anything low fat. Low fat is a whole lot of nonsense. Eat good fats so that you can feel satiated. Good fats are. Um, avocados and, um, for example, olives or olive paste or things like that. Google for yourself what are good fats and eat a lot of them. Fat is your friend. Fat makes you feel satiated. And if you feel satiated, if you feel full, um, then you won't crave uh, sugary things as much. Um, Also, don't have too much variety. If there's too much variety, it makes you want more. So if you're going to make a a fruit salad, for example, don't have four or five or six different fruits in there. Just keep it at three. Mm. Just not too much variety because the more tastes you have, the more you want to eat. So that is a very practical tip that, that, um, that I think anybody can do. And then also... Um, Remember the 80-20 rule. If you eat properly, healthy, and well for 80% of the time, then the other 20% you can have a a little treat or a little something. Then it won't even matter. Mm. But really, you need to do that that first 80%. You must do it well. And then you can say to yourself, okay, Over the weekend, I know I can have uh, a little something. I'm going for a party and I'm looking forward to it. I will have my treat over the weekend. Then you're not saying to yourself, okay, I'm never going to have sugar again. I I won't touch bread ever again. If you do that to yourself, you are bound to fail. That's a restriction. No mind, none of our minds like restriction. 
Um, so those are very, very um, applicable and helpful tips that you can really start implementing now. And the second this interview is over, people can start doing that. And that already is going to make a massive difference to your self-confidence and your mindset. And when you have changed your mindset and you feel better about yourself, the self-confidence, you will do better. When we know better, we can do better. And when we feel better, we can do even better. Say to yourself, and this is Marissa Pierce says this, and I love this. Say to yourself, I have chosen to do this and I have chosen to feel good about it. I have chosen to do my coffee without sugar and I have chosen to feel good about it. I have chosen to put my shoes on to go for a 20-meter walk today, and I have chosen to feel good about it. And before you know it, you will feel so good about your decisions that your walk becomes a kilometer mm. and that your coffee becomes awful once somebody puts sugar in there. Yeah. And that you actually can say to yourself, I've chosen to not have the cake today. I'm choosing to have some cake over the weekend. And I'm choosing to feel good about this decision. And you know what, Eon? I say it out loud to myself uh-huh. for many things on a daily basis. It works. That is the kind of words and the kind of thoughts that you need to put inside your own subconscious mind. Heidi, that's uh, fantastic. Just before you go, I just want to ask you, I I have this odd question that came up. Uh, Emotional eating, am I correct in saying it's usually uh, unhealthy things that you eat? It's not like you're going to uh, 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 grab a bunch of carrots and munch all of them. That's not really emotional eating, (laughs) is it? Yes, yes. I, I, I remember that celery in the fridge. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait for the celery. It's so fantastic. That green. No, regrettably not. It is inevitably, Eon, it will be sugary starchy things it will be cake it will be chocolate it will be puddings it will be things like that burgers inevitably pizzas yes yes and uh, you know emotional eating that food is what we call comfort food that's a comfort and you food know that, yeah. that the comfort food it gives you comfort it does um, yeah. if you are happy it assists you in feeling happier if you are sad it makes you feel better it all comes from when we were little if you fell off your back and you got hurt mom said oh don't worry here's a little sweetie you'll feel better and it's not wrong if you're a child of course you know that's that's what moms do um the the thing is just you're not a child anymore and it's not going to make you feel better not not for longer than two minutes when the second you've shoved that cake down your throat you are going to start feeling bad again. And then what happens? You have to have more cake. And then you feel even worse. And then you feel guilty and and you hate yourself. Now, there's absolutely no plus on that side. If your best friend is getting divorced and you say, oh, don't worry, come over, I'll give you a tub of ice cream, you'll feel better, you won't have that best friend anymore Mm. because it just doesn't work. And that just brings me back to the point of the subconscious mind. 
Because subconsciously, we were trained to believe that food will make us feel better, that food assists us in um, in uh, uh, dealing with our emotions because it comes from when we were so it, from when we were little. So it's in your subconscious mind. Mm. Now you need to retrain your mind. You know, there's so many other beautiful rewards in life other than food. Mm. We need to stop seeing food as a reward um, yeah. or as a tool to celebrate. And, you know, it's really hard because food is all around us and we need food to live. A drug addict doesn't need drugs to live. An alcoholic doesn't need alcohol to live. Mm. But you need food to live. And that is what makes this so hard. Yeah. So... That's why we need to talk to ourselves the right way. And we can only start fixing this thing once we realize what we are feeling. If we just slow down a tiny bit in life and just feel every now and then, a few times a day, just check in with yourself. What am I feeling? Just feel it. And then move on with your day. And you'll very quickly get into the habit of recognizing your feelings. And once you have your feelings there, you can you can then um, have a conversation with yourself and say, listen, I'm choosing to not have this now or do this now. Or I'm choosing to do this instead of that and so on. So it actually makes a whole lot of sense if you think about it. I saw a quote uh, recently, a couple of to- weeks ago, I think, well, fairly recently, as uh, saying that uh, feelings are like visitors. Let them come and let them go. That's beautiful. Yes, quite I beautiful. 100% agree. That is beautiful. It's true. It is true. But in order for you to have those visitors, to let them come and let them go, you first have to realize that there's a visitor. Yeah. So... Please slow down. The world will still keep on turning. Nobody is going to fire you or <laughs> or die if you just take a, a literally 30 seconds every now and then during the day to just stop and feel. Right. I love it. Heidi, thank you so much. <laughs> That's uh, emotional eating. Next week, interesting, it links to it. Overeating and binge eating. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to speaking to you again. Stay strong. Uh, please let the listeners uh, make contact with me mm. if they need my help and when they need my help with this thing called emotional eating. And how do we get I'm, in touch? Uh, Yes, Heidi at homebound.co.za or you can contact me on my social media pages. Um, that is Facebook at Greatness Coaching with Heidi M or on Instagram at uh, Greatness Coaching. Thank you so much, Heidi. Till next week. Speak to you then. Mm-hmm.